Hello, I'm Ryan Boll, a Middle East and North Africa analyst at Stratfor, a rain company. This podcast is brought to you by Stratfor Worldview, rain's premier digital publication for objective geopolitical intelligence and analysis. Special subscription rates for podcast listeners can be found at stratfor.com slash podcast offer. Welcome to the Essential Geopolitics Podcast from Stratfor, a rain company. I'm Emily Donahue. The Turkish lira has had a wild ride during 2020. It started a depreciation slide significantly at the beginning of the year, with a few small blips preventing a complete freefall. But what does this mean for Turkey or for businesses? Middle East and North Africa analyst Emily Hawthorne has been monitoring this slow motion crisis as it's unfolded. Thanks for being here, Emily. Thank you. First of all, how low has the lira fallen and what does that mean? So the lira has depreciated since the end of 2019 by as much as just over 40%. It has rebounded somewhat based on some of the personnel changes that we're going to discuss on this podcast. But just that breaching 40%, that's very significant for the Turkish currency. And it and it really has an impact on everything from purchasing power to investor inflows. So it's it's really been a rough year for the Turkish currency and for people whose savings and livelihoods depend on it. So let's talk about that government reshuffle that happened recently. How important is that? And would it address this crisis? So a couple key personnel changes occurred recently in quick succession that do matter in a big way because they really represent the head of Turkey's monetary and economic policy. So what happened recently is the Turkish president Erdogan fired and replaced the central bank governor. Shortly thereafter, we had a resignation by the finance minister and he was replaced shortly thereafter um, after that resignation was accepted. There's a little bit of politicking there and some interesting backstory for a number of reasons, but also because the finance minister who resigned was President Erdogan's son-in-law. But really, it's clear the prevailing reason for this reshuffle is no doubt to try and shore up the value of the lira and to stop the lira depreciation that's been happening. What would signal whether a real policy shift is happening? So everyone is watching this new team to see if they are going to reverse some of the unorthodox decisions that contributed to Turkey's currency uh, getting into such a bad place to begin with. The last couple of years in Turkey, we've seen a, a sort of strange mix of intervention as well as easing. We've seen a lot of easing of interest rates, even as inflation has gotten higher contravening, contradicting what the traditional response would be to fight inflation. President Erdogan is known to have a preference for low interest rates, and he has tried to promote growth at all costs. So low interest rates, uh, he thinks, contribute to greater consumption and economic activity. And he's certainly not alone in that. That's that's a very clear equation. Low interest rates do contribute to people taking out loans and making investments and doing new construction. But in Turkey, we've also seen it accompanied with high inflation that's requiring some sort of response. And it's contributed to that, that lira continuing to depreciate. The final impact of that 
is it's contributed to a lot of Turkey's foreign currency reserves being spent trying to prop up the value of that currency. So it's really been a rather volatile period for Turkey's economy. And this new central bank governor and finance minister are going to be watched very closely to see if they change tack. More than anything, people are going to be watching to see if they're willing to hike interest rates to try and curb that inflation. Emily, you touched on this earlier in our conversation about why this matters inside of Turkey, but why does this matter outside of Turkey? Turkey is a major emerging market. It's one of the most important of the emerging markets that foreign investors watch. It also has a lot of ties to European banks, to the European economies. What happens in Turkey does have an impact outside of Turkey. So people do watch the Turkish lira very closely because it is uh, one of those key currencies to gauge for sort of the health of economies in the emerging markets sort of basket. But it's also because these financial and economic decisions made in Turkey do have a political impact on the sort of popularity of whoever is leading the government. So I think the more long-term impact that people are watching for outside of Turkey is whether this government can really solve um, some of the volatility in Turkey's economy and whether they can make sure um, that that doesn't have a negative political impact, that it doesn't negatively impact their political popularity. Um, Because if it does, then we're looking at some very interesting elections in 2023 where this ruling government is going to be held accountable to the Turkish population for the economic decisions that they made. So that's a that's a long-term impact. You know, in the near term, everyone's going to be watching to see, are there higher interest rates? Does that help stop the lira from sliding? Um, can people make money in Turkey? But in the long term, it's about that political impact and whether it has any sort of measurable impact on who ultimately is governing the country. Emily Hawthorne is a Middle East and North Africa analyst with Stratfor, a rain company. Emily, thank you for that analysis. Thank you. You can learn more about Stratfor's intelligence and forecasting on the Middle East when you sign up for our free newsletter. Visit worldview.stratfor.com to find out more. I'm Emily Donahue. Thanks for listening. 